You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Hopefully uh, y'all had a nice weekend. Your fantasy football drafts with family, uh, hopefully avoiding wildfires, air quality if you're in California. It's pretty amazing talking with Matt Williamson, the other half of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. By the way, if you have not subscribed or checked that out, go find the new Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast that is coming at you daily here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And he lives in the Pittsburgh area, and he's talking about how he went away with a, with a couple people, and they did their yearly, you know, 20-year-old fantasy football league draft, and it was cold, and they had to build a fire to stay warm. And we're over here in California, it's 108 degrees, supposed to be where I live today, and it's just smoky outside and hazy and just awful conditions. So uh, amazing how different it can be coast to coast here. And I know there's a lot of listeners across the country and across the world, so welcome everybody. The 49ers have a football team. The 53-man roster has been announced. We will get into every position group of the 53-man roster uh, pretty close to how I had projected it on Friday's show, the list of players released, and those who made it back to the 49ers practice squad and some bookkeeping for the 49ers as well, restructuring the contract of pass rusher D Ford, which is interesting, and I think it has a bigger impact on next year than this year. A quick note about Debo Samuel. John Lynch spoke with reporters Sunday and talked about the roster a little bit, and Again, the question's always like, okay, Debo, he's been activated off the NFI list. Like, that's a great sign, right? He's going to be back at practice. Well, we'll find out Wednesday. They're going to have what he called a summit and meet with doctors and and get this whole thing figured out with Debo Samuel. He's off of he's been activated from the the non-football injury list. So, he's on the 53-man roster. They didn't need to stash him on IR, which makes me think he's going to play in the first 3 weeks. Whether it's not whether or not he's ready to practice and play this week, We'll find out Wednesday. That's when the first official practice report will be released, and we'll know about Debo Samuel. We'll know about Brandon Ayuk. We'll know about some of the other players. Kyle Juszczyk is one that are currently deemed up. A lot of them on the offensive side of the ball, by the way. Uh, Jason Verrett is another one that was looking like he might be winning a starting cornerback job and, and has a mild hamstring injury that he was dealing with last week. So Wednesday is the day to get the first practice report for this week, so we'll have that all covered for you here on Locked On 49ers. On the Ford restructure, and this is an interesting one, and a lot of folks had projected maybe they're going to go make a big move and go make the move for, say, Jadavian Clowney, who ended up with the Tennessee Titans over the weekend. By the way, can we talk about this story really quick? This is an insane one. Uh, this one, according to Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport of NFL.com, so there was this little dance with the Saints and the Titans, and the Saints were going really hard after Clowney. Couldn't quite afford him or couldn't go to the level of a $15 million contract that the Titans were willing to go to. So according to sources, the Saints didn't feel they could compete financially with that offer, $12 million plus $3 million in incentives, given budgetary reasons. So they approached another team to find a workaround. The other team was not named, So in this report, they referred to the team as Team X, but they believe it was the Cleveland Brown being the other team. The Cleveland Browns have done this before, right? There was the Brock Osweiler move. And essentially, what the Saints were approaching Team X or the Cleveland Browns about was paying them 
for in draft pick for the Browns to sign Clowney, pay him the money, then trade him to the Saints. So the Saints would give a draft pick to the Browns and the Browns would pony up the extra bit of cash that the, the Saints could not afford to get Clowney in New Orleans. And eventually what happened is the league said, yeah, it's we can't really do that. You, you're, you're, we're not going to approve that sort of a deal to happen. And things like that happen in the NBA all the time, you know, cash considerations and in Major League Baseball too. And in the NFL, it just doesn't quite happen that way. But um, I love the Saints trying to go hard and, and basically turn a draft pick into cash for them. And they're going for it this year. That's pretty obvious with the New Orleans Saints and probably the last year in Drew Brees' career. But anyway, it was never in the cards for the 49ers. They weren't going after Clowney anyway, according to John Lynch. Basically, he said, quote, the roster set. Like, this is the roster. So I think this is more record-keeping. This is more for next year. And it, they created a lot of cap space. Maybe they can do some more future contracts now, and it gives them that opportunity. Or maybe they just wanted to be able to roll that over into next year. But this is more about next year. And to me, if you're converting base salary, and this wasn't a pay cut like Tom Compton we talked about. He took a million-dollar pay cut, and there's some incentives for him to earn it back, which I don't think he'll get. But for D Ford, the way I read this, and we'll see what the actual exact finished numbers are, but he converted base salary, classic restructure, converted base salary to signing bonus. But that means he... It means so they cleared space, which might be rolled over to next year, but now they probably won't save money by cutting him next year. So to me, it locks D Ford into next season. I think that's the key there rather than if he didn't do this restructure, it would have been a situation where they might have to cut him next year. First of all, because of what he makes and due to his knees and and being more of a, a rotational player because of it. And you would have a lot more cap savings. And now if that signing bonus is structured in a way where that, or that base salary became signing bonus, so it's moved into the future, you're probably not going to save as much money or might not save anything at all next year by cutting D Ford. So it might lock D Ford in and it might give the 49ers a little bit more wiggle room in rolling over some money for cap space next year to do a lot of the things they will need to do in 2021. So according to John Lynch, and it's the way I read it, Niners are done. This is the 49ers 53-man roster. Let's start with the cuts. 20, and it was only an 80-man roster this year, so there were fewer cuts, and that's part of the reason why there were less people uh, that were claimed off waivers around the league. Only 17 players claimed on waivers this year, which was less than half of the number from the year before. You know, No preseason games. You don't have the opportunity to fall in love with players. And the 49ers were lucky they didn't have a single player claimed, and they didn't claim a single player. So uh, really kind of a chalk 53-man roster for the 49ers compared to what they had in training camp. So here were the players released, only 23 of them. With a 16-man practice squad, all of their practice squad players came from this list. So you do the math, they only lost a handful of players from their 80-man training camp roster. Here are the list of cuts from Saturday. Defensive lineman Alex Barrett, wide receiver River Craycraft. Safety, Jonathan Cyprian. That one was a mild surprise to me. Defensive lineman Darian Daniels. Linebacker Evan Foster. Offensive lineman Ronis Grassou. Tight end Marquise Gray. Tight end Chase Harrell. Cornerback Tim Harris Jr. Running back Jamichael Hasty, which was a tough cut. Fullback Josh Hokett. Wide receiver Juwan Jennings, the seventh round draft pick. Cornerback Dante Johnson. Offensive lineman Jared Jones Smith. 
Defensive lineman Deion Jordan, which I think was a dark horse to be cut for some people. I had projected it because of all reports that he was bad in camp, which he has been pretty much his entire career, and he wasn't even that good in college. So <laughs> Deion Jordan, although he is back on the practice squad. Uh, defensive lineman Cameron Malvo. Safety Jared Maiden. Wide receiver Sean Poindexter. Offensive lineman Dakota Shepley. Offensive lineman William Sweet. Cornerback Jamar Taylor, which was hap- that happened before that Saturday deadline. We already knew about that one. Uh, linebacker Joe Walker, another mild surprise. And wide receiver Kevin White. So what does that leave? Who made the 49ers 53-man roster? Who was brought back to the Niners practice squad to begin the 2020 season? Some thoughts on the roster, the practice squad, what it could end up looking like coming up here on Locked On 49ers. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games, which are awesome. I love the condensed games. You can catch the entire Sunday's worth of games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial Today, NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Not a ton of surprises with the 49ers 53-man roster. I think there was two or three differences from what I had projected. Uh, Some obvious places where I think this roster can change, too. So let's run through the 49ers' final 53 right now, starting with quarterbacks. And this one was pretty obvious. Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins, and C.J. Beathard. If the Niners kept three quarterbacks in past years, definitely with the threat of COVID-19, they're going to keep three quarterbacks this year. And Kyle Shanahan has said he believes he has three starting caliber quarterbacks on the roster. You can debate that point with Shanahan, but Garoppolo, Mullins, Beathard again coming back. And next year might look a little bit different. They're going to have to make some decisions there with some contracts coming up. And when they're not free anymore, and you start after paying a guy a veteran salary to sit there and hold a clipboard and hope he doesn't play, then uh, I think things will change. And I was maybe a little bit surprised this offseason they didn't try to maybe find somebody who was a little bit more of a serious contender for, say, a number three job, someone you could put on the practice squad and have something for uh, a very cheap number three quarterback next year. But I think that is something that the 49ers are going to have to look at in 2021 and, and find a backup and try to develop another young quarterback Maybe some team gets into a real pinch and they have to come calling for the 49ers and the Niners feel good where they're at health-wise and decide, okay, well, maybe we need to move one of these quarterbacks along. Or maybe say, I've talked about this before, if you're just looking ahead to 2021, Robert Sala wants to institute, maybe take a page out of the 49ers playbook. And, you know, how do you do that? Well, you bring one of those quarterbacks in to compete in his new team's camp if he does become a head coach somewhere. So I think that could really facilitate a lot of movement with the 49ers if they lose some coaching staff that wants to poach some players and poach some other coaches, which is entirely possible if the 49ers have another good season. Running backs, also as projected, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, Jeff Wilson Jr., and fullback Kyle Juszczyk. 
I think some people had projected as last year that the Niners might take one less running back. Jeff Wilson started on the practice squad, but Wilson would have got scooped up, I think. And I'm I'm still somewhat surprised that Jermichael Hasty didn't get swooped up just because of how good his camp reports were. And I know some teams have already got some banged up running backs around the league. The Jaguars have moved on from multiple players. Uh, a bunch of teams have moved on from some guys, and Jamichael Hasty, I think, is talented enough and was a priority free agent, I'm sure, for a lot of teams after the draft. And maybe some teams thought about drafting him even late in, in sixth or seventh round. I thought might, he might have gotten stolen from the 49ers practice squad. But again, no preseason games, and there's not that extra bit of tape. And it's funny because you get a little bit, and I'm sure 49ers fans, a lot of you can relate. You get so focused on your own roster, right? You're thinking about, oh, man, I hope nobody takes this player. I hope nobody takes this player. And I think every team around the league has that same vibe where they're more protective of their own guys they liked that they saw in camp rather than trying to go out and take another player that they didn't really get their eyes on since he's played in college. So that's why there wasn't a lot of movement this season compared to other years. More on Hasty later and how this running back room is very likely to change over the course of 2020. Wide receivers. <laughs> this, is, this position is hilarious. They brought in every veteran in the world to compete at camp, quote-unquote compete, and none of them made it. Not a single one. Maybe Tavon Austin if he didn't go on IR, and I don't know exactly what's going on with that injury because that was sort of the shortest story of all time. I almost missed it. It was like, uh, oh, yeah, Tavon Austin's on IR. That's it. Is, it, is that a stash? What's going on with that? I don't know. But And then Richie James, who it sounded like they were going to stash is immediately activated. Like, oh yeah, he's fine. I was like, wait a second. What happened? So Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Taylor, Kendrick Bourne, Dante Pettis, Richie James. Just like we all expected basically from draft day on, right? None of the veterans made it. There are some names on the practice squad. Uh, the seventh round big-bodied wide receiver out of Tennessee did get cut. Juwan Jennings, and he did make it back to the practice squad, by the way. But um, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, that's the big question. That's um, that's where the 49ers think that they will have two long-term, very talented, dynamic starters that can run after the catch, make big plays, do some stuff down the field, you know, do it all type of wide receivers. And neither might be ready for week one. We'll find out Wednesday what those practice reports look like. I mean, the fact that Debo's activated makes me feel like they're pretty comfortable with where he's at. Brandon Ayuk, the, the hamstring's a little bit different. Like, if a bone's healed and Debo's ready, then he's ready. With a hamstring, that can be different grades and different levels of, is he really ready or is he really not ready? Or should we just make sure and he doesn't pop that thing and then we lose him for a lot longer? So I think those are two different evaluations for those two different injuries, obviously, for uh, Debo Samuel. And Brandon Ayuk for round one or for week one. And even if neither one of them is ready, I think the 49ers are okay going, you know, an upstart Cardinals team week one. Cardinals might be a little bit tougher later in the season. Um, a lot of changeover on that Cardinals roster the last couple of years might not hit the ground running quite like some other teams in the NFL. Even the first three weeks, you go on the road and a couple of teams that aren't expected to be huge competitors this year in New York, the Jets and the Giants. You know, week four, get everybody healthy and ready for week four. Don't make sure they don't have any setbacks. So if it's a tie, rest them. But I have a feeling Debo is going to be ready and he's going to be out there in week one. Brandon Ayuk, maybe not, maybe uh, um, a package player just because of he's only had a week of practice. 
since being drafted. But who knows? Maybe they're both going to be out there and, and fully participating. And if they're not, you still have Trent Taylor in the slot on third downs, just like it was supposed to be last year. Kendrick Bourne and Dante Pettis outside. Dante Pettis looking a little bit stronger. He definitely gained some weight. And Richie James. So even if you have to roll with those four and Samuel and Ayuk are in street clothes in week one, I think the 49ers are going to be okay because you still have this tight end group here. And they kept four. George Kittle, Jordan Reed. I mean, they're both going to be a nightmare. And talked about Trent Taylor on third downs. Jordan Reed, too. So, I mean, on third and manageable distances, roll out there with two tight ends, right? And only one wide receiver. So it's going to be hard to cover everybody, no matter no matter who's out there, no matter how many wide receivers are banged up, because you have guys like George Kittle and Jordan Reed and all those running backs that can catch the football, too. Charlie Warner, the rookie, and Ross Dwelly round out the top four tight ends on the roster. Ross Dwelly, a little bit banged up. He might be the one who's not active at first because they need those different skill sets with Jordan Reed and Charlie Warner. Uh, once Ross Dwelly's ready to play, you know, who knows how long Jordan Reed's body will last with his injury history. Then Ross Dwelly, I'm sure, will suit up once he is healthy, but they don't have to rush him back. Uh, they, they only need to dress three, I think, most likely on game days, but they are a little bit short on the offensive line, so maybe they have some extra places where they can activate guys where they normally would not offensive line sometimes nine even 10 they only kept eight offensive linemen that's where there's some wiggle room obviously there is Ben Garland we don't know about him he's the only true center that was kept on the roster the 49ers I thought this was the place they could make some other roster moves bring some players in from elsewhere they have not done that at least yet which makes me believe they think Ben Garland's going to be ready to play, or if he's not, they're fine with their emergency situation at center as they wait for Ben Garland to get healthy and as they wait at least six weeks for Weston Richburg to be ready to play, who went on the physically unable to perform list to start the season, which is also not a surprise. So at least six weeks on the pup list for Weston Richburg at center. At guard, it's only three bodies, Lakin Tomlinson, Daniel Brunskill, Tom Compton, uh, Colton McKivitz is sort of a guard slash tackle. And then an offensive tackle, you've got three guys there as well with Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, and Justin School. So only one of those players is not going to suit up on game days because you're going to suit up at least seven. And you have to have two backups. One of them has to be able to be back up at center if Ben Garland's ready to go. So if Ben Garland's hurt, then everybody else is suiting up on game day. Uh, if Ben Garland plays, then... And maybe you still want some coverage. Who knows? Maybe they just suit everybody up. But usually it's seven. So uh, I'm guessing the rookie doesn't suit up just because he's a rookie. And Justin School would be your backup at tackle if Brunskill's starting at guard. But that'll be an interesting position. I, that that position group's going to change, obviously, because hopefully Weston Richburg gets back and gets healthy. But I, I could see some additions from the outside with that group as well. Okay, coming up, let's talk defense. Who made the 53 uh, maybe a little bit about the specialist. Actually, let's talk about the specialist here. No surprise, but I don't want to cover this. Robbie Gold's the kicker. Mitch Wisnowski's the punter. Kyle Nelson's the long snapper. Hopefully that doesn't change all year. Continuity will help everybody, and the Niners should be a lot better in the kicking game this year. Uh, finishing up the pup list, it's Weston Richburg, Ronald Blair, and Julian Taylor. Those are the three players on the pup list. Let's check out the rest of the defense and the practice squad coming up on Lockdown 49ers. Big, hungry, little bit of time. Built Bar then is for you, and you'll feel good about grabbing a Built Bar as whatever. Morning, midday snack, a meal replacement. If you're looking to stay in shape, you want to feel good about a high-protein, low-sugar protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, 
Go to BuiltBar.com, get a box with a very special discount. Promo code locked on for $10 off your next order. Not only is it low calorie, low sugar, high protein, but high fiber and even great for a keto diet. Peanut butter, my favorite flair, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories and 5 grams of sugar. Uh, if you want to go with the new cookies and cream flavor, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Build your own box of Built Bars or get one of the 18 fantastic flavors that are covered in 100% chocolate and use promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your next order. Promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Niners have a lot of reinforcements on the defensive line and they're probably going to need them, especially Ronnie Blair. And, and Ronald Blair is supposedly close, but you put him on the pup list, that's six weeks. If he made the roster, then went on IR, they could have brought him back in maybe three weeks. So... Unfortunately, Ronald Blair is not going to be around for a little while. You hope you get a strong second half of the season from Richburg, Ronald Blair, and Julian Taylor. But the 49ers are okay on the inside. It's that edge position. The 49ers only kept two true defensive ends on the roster. So center and defensive end. Those are the positions that ah, precipitously thin. Is that a real word? Yeah, precipitously thin at edge rusher. And center going into the season are the San Francisco 49ers. But a lot of bodies on the line, a lot of tweeners. Obviously, the 49ers have collected uh, tweeners like 49ers fans collect bobbleheads. Or what are those? I've seen a lot of those other, um, they're kind of like big-headed little toys. What are they called? K, um, drawing a blank of what those are called. When did those become a craze? I miss that. Anyway, Eric Armstead. Nick Bosa, D4, Javon Kinlaw, DJ Jones, Kentavious Street, Kevin Givens, Solomon Thomas, and Kerry Hyder. Solomon Thomas, Kerry Hyder, Kentavious Street, Eric Armstead. They can all play inside and outside. So they do have some coverage at defensive end, just not, you know, the speed rusher type. If the 49ers were to lose D4, they would still be okay on the outside against the run. Might have a little bit more trouble getting after the quarterback. I mean, Armstead had 10 sacks last year, but he did most of his damage inside. And I think we're going to still see him a lot inside this year, uh, unless there are some injuries on the edge. And, and, and Nick Bosa is obviously the key there. Quickly became one of the 49ers' best defensive players. And how quickly will Javon Kinlaw develop? That's a huge part of replacing. And, and the talk, it's, it's tough because every time you talk about the 49ers' defensive line, you talk about DeForest Buckner and replacing him. And it's, it's almost like you... you got to get DeForest Buckner out of your mind because you're not replacing DeForest Buckner because you, you can't really, and it's going to take a group of players to replace just his snaps, and nobody's going to be as good as he was. And even if Javon Kinlaw gets there, it's not going to be right away. So you're, you're going to miss out on something there a little bit on, on the defensive line just because of everything that DeForest Buckner could bring to the table. But the Niners still strength the team. They're going to be fine. A lot of depth here, especially inside. They should be able to get some pressure inside. And if Nick Bosa and D Ford are on the field, uh, that's going to be a nightmare for quarterbacks. So, still a very strong group. And the guys who are going to get the most snaps there: Armstead, Bosa, Ford, and then Jones and Kinlaw on the inside. And, and some really solid depth there on the inside, and guys that can come in and and give you some quality snaps. Linebacker. Here's where I missed. I missed two. At linebacker, and I should have known. I said I was going to miss Mark Zacha because Richard Hightower, special teams coach, loves him, and of course Zacha is going to make the team as a special teams guy, even if he doesn't play a lot on defense. Well, the 49ers worried a little bit about just the unknown of not knowing when Fred Warner 
is going to be able to come off the COVID reserve list because they kept six linebackers counting Warner. And I thought they might keep five. And maybe it's because of that that they're like, well, look, he's on the reserve. We don't, we're not for sure positive he's going to come back, so we still need to keep five. And I think the big winner here, maybe of the entire roster, it was Demetrius flanagan Foles, former safety, athletic linebacker who had a great camp and earned himself a roster spot. So congratulations to Demetrius flanagan Foles. He did make the roster the surprising cut here. A guy who I had projected because of his experience playing middle linebacker was Joe Walker. Quan Alexander, Dre Greenlaw, Aziz Alshair, Mark Zacha, and Demetrius flanagan Foles, along with Fred Warner, are the linebackers to start 2020. Cornerback. No surprises here. Tim Harris had a shot, but he was cut. I think the emergence of Jason Verrett, a little banged up, but look, you've got coverage. You're too deep at every position. The way you look at it at cornerback with Richard Sherman on one side, I think Emmanuel Mosley, especially now that Jason Verrett's got that hamstring issue. That's how I projected it to start the season. I think Emmanuel Mosley's fine. He won the job last year. You would love to see Jason Verrett be better than Mosley. That's a great sign if Verrett's close to his old self, and maybe he could be that. And then Akella Witherspoon's going to fill in there probably on both sides. I saw him taking snaps behind Sherman at left cornerback, and I think that's going to be Akella Witherspoon's role. John Lynch saying that the reports that Akella Witherspoon had been shopped and they were trying to trade him were unfounded. Not the case, and they need the depth, so I'm not surprised there that Akella Witherspoon's still on the roster. They do need that depth, and he's a player who starred games in the NFL and you know has some talent even if he didn't win a starting job. So you're too deep on the outside. You've got Kwan Williams inside. Mosley, Verrett, Jimmy Ward could jump in and play slot for you. So I think there's enough coverage at slot cornerback. And then obviously, if there's injuries, there are some guys on the practice squad. Uh, along with Jimmy Ward at safety is Jaquaski Tart, Tarverius Moore, and Marcel Harris. Uh, the, the last one I got wrong was I had Cyprian over Harris. They were able to put Harris on the practice squad last year. I thought they would have been able to do that again. But instead, they cut Cyprian, who said he would not go onto the practice squad last week if he was cut. And they kept Marcel Harris. But guess what? Jonathan Cyprian, uh, they talked him into it. And he did eventually sign to the practice squad. And I, it's funny because I'm sure he was maybe, I mean, obviously he was bluffing or maybe he had a change of heart. But, and I thought maybe that's enough. But the 49ers like called him on his bluff. And, they, and he's like, yeah, okay, no, I'll sign to the practice squad. So uh, Cyprian's still there as uh, as a player who has an opportunity to come up and and uh, play for the 49ers and could start some games. And I think that's a really nice luxury to have for the 49ers, a starting caliber strong safety with all the injuries they've had with with Joukowsky Tart in the past who could come up. And and who knows, let's say Tart gets hurt and he goes on IR. I wouldn't be surprised if Cyprian goes from practice squad, leapfrogs Marcel Harris, and is actually the starter. Uh, that, w- that wouldn't shock me at all. But Marcel Harris got dogged a lot last year. He probably didn't play as bad as Twitter would have you believe even though by most accounts, Cyprian did have a better camp when he showed up than Harris. Arvarius Moore, I think, has an opportunity to be a pretty good player in the league as well. So, yeah, defensive back, um, they've got some things to figure out going forward next year. But right now, it's, I mean, it's just a solid group. And as long as everyone stays relatively healthy, then I think the Niners are going to be in really good shape there. And they do have some reserves on the practice squad. Who else on the practice squad along with Jonathan Cyprian? Judging by my Twitter mentions, I think a lot of people were uh, woke up with sweaty palms Sunday wondering if, oh man, is Jermichael Hasty going to make it? Is Juwan Jennings going to make it onto the practice squad? And yes, both players did make it. The 49ers had zero players claimed 
that they did waive. And uh, running back to Michael Hasty, wide receiver Jawan Jennings, both making the 16-man 49ers practice squad along with Jonathan Cyprian that I mentioned. A couple of other wide receivers, Kevin White. And that's an interesting name. I like that a lot. There is still some upside with Kevin White just from the little I saw from him running around at camp. He, he's got some juice. I mean, he's 6'3", and 215 and ran 4.3s coming out of college. Like He's still got a lot of that, even if some of it is not quite as, as fast with his injuries he suffered throughout his career. You know, he spent some time in the offense. They need some... Uh, I mean, he's the first one you get called up because the other wide receiver, River Craycraft, is more of a, you know... Um, I mean, I think his name says it all. Like, he's that type of player. You know, he's six feet, sub 200 pounds, a crafty sort of uh, a wide receiver, a very Shanahan-type receiver, but, you know, worthy of a uh, practice squad spot and can uh, take some reps away from players on the scout team. And if there are injuries, you know, they've got some coverage there and potentially those guys will need to run a a lot of routes at practice. If Debo and Brandon Ayuk are not practicing this week, leading up to week one and early in the season, they want to keep reps down probably in practice for a lot of guys. So they need some fresh legs there. And they have that with Kevin White, Juwan Jennings and River Craycraft. I I would believe that Kevin White would be the first one to be called up though, from the practice squad, just because, you know, Juwan Jennings is a rookie and they would probably want the veteran player and more juice at wide receiver. If they called somebody up, the rest of the 49ers practice squad in 2020 nose tackle Darian Daniels. I like that. He made it back. Center, there's your backup center right now, Ronis Grisou. If something does happen uh, and is a disaster after week one or even during practice before week one, Grisou can be called up very quickly to play some center. Undrafted tight end Chase Harrell has some athleticism, a nice stash there. Cornerback Tim Harris that I mentioned. Fullback from Fresno State, Josh Hokett. Here's an interesting one because he's still relatively new to being a full-time fullback, and he spent some time as a running back in college at Fresno State. He was a former wrestler. Um, he's well-liked by the coaching staff and I think has earned himself a lot of respect with the team. You stash him, see what you got. Kyle Juszczyk is a free agent coming up, and I don't know if they can continue to pay big money to a fullback. Josh Hokett is an interesting one that uh, could potentially be around a little while for the 49ers. Cornerback cornerback, uh, Dante Johnson, who is never going to go away, apparently. He earned himself another shot at the 49ers practice squad. Deion Jordan made it back to the practice squad in one of those veteran slots. Safety Jaron Maiden, who I think uh, the Niners really like and has the potential to stick for a while as well, is on the practice squad. A couple of offensive linemen, Dakota Shepley and William Sweet. Linebacker Joe Walker is the final spot on the practice squad. A lot of veterans, and they were able to talk all their veterans that they cut, like Joe Walker and Kevin White and Deion Jordan and Jonathan Ciprian. They were able to sell it and say, hey, this is we're trying to win a Super Bowl here. There's opportunities for you to come and play. Uh, it's better than being on the street. Come play for the 49ers on the practice squad. So good job for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan able to talk those veterans into agreeing to be on the Niners extended, extended practice squad. And there it is, your 49ers final, not final roster to start the 2020 season. Hashtag Revenge Tour. Be back tomorrow with your questions. Hit me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Email LockedOn49ers at Gmail. Another Tuesday mailbag as we get ready for week one of the 2020 season right here. Locked On 49ers.